The Christian world needs more spirit-filled teaching. So often we have fiery preaching without substance or doctrine without life. But we seek to join the two. We seek to bring theology on fire. This is Andrew Wilkes. This is Leah Wilkes. And this is Theology on Fire. I'm just a what? What did you just call me? Lately, my least favorite phrase is, I am just a, and you can fill in the blank. What's yours? I'm just a laborer. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I'm just a businessman. Um, It just literally has made me squirm inside to hear that phrase. And I know oftentimes people mean no harm. In fact, oftentimes they mean very well and I understand what they're trying to say. You know, that the Lord can use the just this. You know, thank the Lord he can. He can anoint just the mums and he can use just the plant workers. But the thing is, it just can really get my goat because no one is just anything. And hear me out, you know, we are not special. And I know that seems contradictory to what I'm saying. Um, but it's important to remember that, to remember who we are in comparison to God. You, we've all heard this scripture, Romans three twenty three. it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We're born in sin. We are not good. There's nothing good about us. There's nothing good that the Lord should have given his life for us. He just did it out of love. He loved us. Um, we are so undeserving of his mercy. We're so undeserving of what he did for us. He gave, God gave his son's life for a people who despised him and turned his perfect creation into a sinful pit of wickedness. We brought destruction. What he gave was perfect, but we brought the destruction. We brought the sin, but he gave all for us, Jesus endured the wrath of his father for our sins and he clothes us in robes of righteousness and he comes to dwell within us it is incomprehensible but that is how much he loves us he endured the wrath of god the father for our sin it is not us that are special It is him that is special. Therefore, you know what you are? You know what you just a mom and you just office workers are? You are just a temple of the Holy Ghost. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9, it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, So glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. God is in you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You know what else you are? You are just a son or just a daughter of the Most High God. In 1 John 3, 1, it says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. You know what else you are? You are just a servant of the king. You are just a priest. First Peter 2, 5, it says, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God 
through Jesus Christ. And then verse 9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You're a chosen race. Did you hear me read that? A royal priesthood. You are just a representation of God's grace and just a tool for his glory. You're just a lump of clay like the next person. You're just a vessel. You're just a sinner saved by grace who has the potential to do more than you could ever ask or think for Jesus. If you and your, oh, I'm just a nothing attitude would just get out of the way and surrender to the limitless ability of Jesus, you can just intercede for your lost loved ones when you do the dishes. You can just share the gospel of Jesus Christ on a lunch with your coworker. You can just send a God-given word of encouragement to that sick or low friend that you have. You can just groan in the spirit once the kids have gone to bed and pray for your pastor, your husband, or your wife and see beautiful works of God be birthed in the spirit. You can just be woken up in the night by the Holy Spirit and pray for the people he puts on your heart. You could just worship the Lord and do what you were created to do, glorify him. You can just enter before the throne of God boldly and intercede. You can pray, you can worship, you can talk directly to God. You can just let Jesus take your ransom life and use it in any way he wants. You are just his son and just his daughter. So just let God be God in you. First Corinthians fifteen forty eight says, As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. Did you hear that? You are just an image bearer of Christ. You are just something that Jesus comes to dwell within and desires fervently to come out in a glorious way to impact the earth around you. Ephesians 4 verse 4 says there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. Verse 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. You have a call. You are just called of God and enabled by his grace to live out this calling. You have a call in your life. And you are given grace to walk in that call. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, 
not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. Did you see that? You have just been approved of God himself to share his story and be a witness in this earth. You are approved of him. You have his approval. He likes you. He wants you. Yes, you, you laborer, you mother, you businessman, you sick person, you timid person. You have his approval. He wants to be seen in your life. It is his desire. Maybe you wonder how. Maybe you consider your life restricted. Maybe you just think, oh, well, I can't because of this, that, and the other thing. Maybe that's where your faith ends. And that feeling of just a begins. I'm just, oh, well, I'm just this, you know, because I'm only this, it can't go any further. Oh, well, because I have to work so much or because I'm, I'm laden with such and such a care. Who said that you were allowed to do that? Who said that that was the end of where the Lord could use you? Who said that God was limited by your circumstances or by your personality? Don't limit God. Haven't you seen through the New Testament how Jesus was able to work miracles and minister when the people had faith? God forbid that he would not be able to work miracles and bring ministry through your life simply because you did not have the faith to believe that he could. Oh, well, God can't do great things through my life because I am just a this, or I am just uh, that, or I am just too busy, or I am just not made to be like one of those people. And I'm not asking you to step out of where the Lord has you. I'm not asking you to be presumptuous about your calling. I'm not saying, oh, well, that, I can just do anything I want. I can just be an evangelist. I can just be a this or a that. No, no, no. That's not what we're saying. We do have a place. Everybody has a place in the body. There are things that are seen and not seen. We all have different things to do, but don't be limited. Don't feel like you can't do much or you can't do anything because of your circumstances or because of your personality. Don't limit what he does through your life simply because you don't have faith to believe him. That is all that is required. It is not your smarts. It is not your personality. It is not your charisma. Thank the Lord. He does not depend on those things. He likes the weak things. He likes the foolish things. He likes the people that understand that they really don't have it all together, that they really have nothing to offer except a ransomed life. That is what he wants. Don't let your feelings get in the way. Don't let your doubts get in the way. Just let God be God in you. That is why he saved you. That is why he had to give his son because there was no other way. There was no other way you were going to be redeemed. There was no other way you were going to bring glory to his name. He had to give his son. Jesus had to make the way for you to be forgiven. And it is only as you possess Jesus and let Jesus come out of your life that you can give glory to God. In John eight twenty eight, it says, So Jesus said to them, When you've lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. 
He, Jesus came as an example for us, an example of a Christian man, an example of someone who walks in faith to God the Father. And Jesus said in the next verse, and he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. Jesus, God the Son, walked on earth as an example of dependency on God to walk out this life. You know, without Christ, I am just a mom. Without Christ, you are just an office dweller or just a this or just a that. But with him, we are a vessel for his glory. I know you want to be used. I know if you love the Lord and are Christian, I, I believe you want to have an impact on this earth. You want your life to count. Ask him for that. Pray for that. Believe for that. And then just trust him with that. Keep your heart knit to his. Just seek him. Follow him. And he will take care of the rest. Don't worry about his will. Don't stress about what you can do here or what you can do there. Just love him and then just know that he has something for you. He has a will for you and you are not limited. You are not held back. You are not some hindered special case. He has a will for you. And in this time, maybe you're waiting you wonder what you're doing. You wonder what your place is. You wonder what's coming next. Ask him to reveal things to you. Ask him to show you, Lord, what are you doing at this time? What are you saying to me? What are you speaking to me? And I guarantee you, a big part of it is he is building your character. He is putting perseverance and patience in you. Romans chapter 5 verse 2, it says, through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God is saying, would you just let me have your heart and let me take care of my will in your life? Would you just give me your heart? Give me your fears. Give me your self-pity. Give me your doubts. Would you let me take care of that? Would you give me your faith? Would you trust me? I am going to take care of my will. I have a will for my life. Nothing except your lack of faith will hinder that. None of your circumstances, none of these things that come into your life that you think are so big or so hindering or so impossible, none of those things actually affect his will. He has a sovereign path for you to walk in. He is over every day of your life. He has seen it all. He understands it all. He's sovereign. But you have to have faith for his will to be performed. You have to trust him. Otherwise, you'll never move forward. You'll never be able to progress in what he has for you because you'll just be stuck in self, in thoughts of yourself, in thoughts of, oh, well, what if this or what if that or, oh, I can't do that. I'm not able. Philippians 2.13 says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. 
It is literally nothing to do with you. You just sit there like a clay pot and trust your father. Sit there, go through your Monday, go through your Tuesday, your Wednesday, go through your week. Okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you today. I'm going to trust you for today. I'm going to trust you that somehow by your grace and because of what you have promised, my life for you will count. You will have treasure that will come out of my life. I'm just going to trust you and love you. And I know you are going to do the rest. That's what he wants from us is just to trust him, is just to love him. That pleases him. That brings him joy when we just do the next thing. That's one of my favorite things that uh, Elizabeth Elliot would say is when she would go through her day, she, ta- she talked about motherhood. She would often just tell herself, I'm just going to do the next thing. Just do the next thing. I'll just do the dishes now. I'll just do the laundry after that. I'll just make the beds. By the end of the day, by the grace of God, you've managed to do more than you ever thought rather than just sitting there and being overwhelmed and thinking, I'll never be able to do anything. I'll never be able to serve the Lord. I'll never, my life will never be able to count. I'll never do anything. This is it. No, just do the next thing. If he wants you to just pray there on lunch for your coworker, then, then do that. Then just do the next thing. Just just go through your life. Just go through each day. There's going to be things that he asks of you. There's going to be moments where you are able to serve him. Just do the next thing. Just serve him. Just love him. Just worship him. There are things going to come out of your life. It's not it's not ever going to be this giant mountaintop constant at the top of the roller coaster life. That isn't how life works. I'm learning this myself. We're all learning this true reality. My husband just told me today, he said they're called red letter days for a reason. They don't happen all the time. That's not the reality of life. But we are asked to just walk in faith with Jesus every day. You know, when we read the Bible and we see the life of Jesus, there are so many amazing things that he did. But you know, in between that, he traveled places. He walked places. He helped people. You know, he was a carpenter. He made things out of wood. He probably many times just stood or sat in silence working on some sort of craftsmanship that he had before him. You know, it wasn't always this like constant, great, big, earth-shattering moment, even for Jesus. Can we not expect the same? Can we not expect to just walk in faith and do the next thing? but also trust that somehow God is going to be glorified in our life, that somehow our life will count and there will be an impact that he gains from our life. Let's just trust God to use us. Let's just trust God to use our life, to use just the mums and just the office dwellers and just the laborers, just the plant workers. And just to close here, I want to quote a song and it's called Well Done. And um, I just think the lyrics are so beautiful and very apt for this. And it says, What will it be like when my pain is gone and all the worries of this world just fade away? What will it be like when you call my name and at that moment when I see you face to face, I'm waiting my whole life to hear you say, Well done, well done, my good and faithful one. Welcome to the place where you belong. 
Well done, well done, my beloved child. You have run the race and now you're home. What will it be like when I come into your glory, standing in the presence of a love so beautiful? I'm waiting my whole life for that day. I will live my life to hear you say, well done, well done, my good and faithful one. Oh God, just help us to be faithful. Help us to just be faithful in the day-to-day, task after task and moment after moment. Lord, help us just moms and just dads and just workers to know that we are just a temple of the Holy Ghost, that we are just a son and daughter of God, that we are just a king and just a priest as ordained by you, Father. We are just a vessel for your honor. Help us to let you work in us, to work out your will for your good pleasure in our lives. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Theology on Fire. Please subscribe so you won't miss new episodes. All of our information and contact details can be found at theologyonfire.org.